Good evening, everyone. I'm recording this right now as of the evening time because I had a lot to do today. had therapy and some other stuff I had to do. But nevertheless, here I am for Matt's world. It's my world and you all just live in it. Matthew Barr is here. And to get it started, we got the kombucha of the day. It is Blueberry Social. Yeah, from Aqua VT Kombucha. This is organic tea. It's uh, low in sugar and natural probiotics. Also, it's gluten-free as well. And this is my other favorite flavor here. As you hear me pouring this. And it's nice and sweet and tart. You know, just excellent. So, cheers. <clears throat> and so, it is Mental Health Monday. And going to be talking about mental health. And today, I'm going to be talking about what I did yesterday on Mother's Day that... Um, was very helpful for my mental health. As you all know, I am trying to find somebody in the dating world, and I joined a meetup group. Now, I'm also part of another meetup group as well, a mixer for people in their 30s and 40s, and, you know, that's for bars, you know, social bars, you know, like going to bars and stuff, and sometimes karaoke. But for this one, I did a meetup group for writing. Yep, this is for people who like to write short stories, like to write books and scripts and what have you. And I used to love writing short stories as a kid. I wrote my own Batman and Robin stories as a kid um, because I'm a huge Batman fan. And... Also, I also always wanted to do a movie. I always wanted to write movies. And last year, I got the passion to do it again. And I am actually currently right now working on a Batman script. Yep, I am working on a Batman script. And yesterday was my first day of working on it. It was a rough draft. Yeah, it's a rough draft. You know, I mean, I'm trying to actually go to school so I can learn how to properly write a script. And I'll tell you guys all the subplots and the characters and who I want to play in the movie in the near future on here and also on Enter the Batcave as well. But anyways, this was good because I got to meet new people. I got to go out and meet new friends, potential new friends. And also a potential girlfriend as well. And this was great because I'm not at a bar. I'm not at karaoke. You know, I'm in a cafe, you know, where there's coffee, there's food. And we all have something in common, and that is writing. And that was good for my mental health because I went a little bit out of my comfort zone. I mean, of course, writing is still a comfort zone, but I'm going into a 
place where you know I don't have to like sing and dance I, although I love singing and dancing you know and I don't have to do pickup lines or anything like that of course I don't use pickup lines I actually did talk to a girl and her name I'm not gonna mention but uh you know we talked and she says that she's gonna be at the next group and I'm looking forward to meeting her again that is and I gave her my uh, my podcast and I also um, I also gave her my Instagram at Matthew Barris on Instagram and hopefully uh, we'll talk more and get to know each other. I didn't ask for a phone number or anything. You know, I figured, you know, I was new to the group. You know, why don't I try to take my time just a little bit, maybe get to know her as a friend, and then maybe see what blossoms. And what was also good for my mental health was um, because the cafe was on uh, Tremont Street. Um, yeah, it's called, of course, I'm not going to give out the name just yet. You know, plus I don't remember the name. But um, Tremont Street in um, Roxbury, and I walked up there, and the old Subway, yeah, the Subway um, restaurant is still there. And I used to go there um, when I was going to school or at New Mission. You know, I used to go there and get lunch there. And, of course, I would always get a chicken pizziola sandwich. And of course, the chicken pizziola back then was very popular. And if you still ask for it, they'll make it for you. It's chicken, pepperoni, uh, any choice of cheese. And I also get it with um, uh, Parmesan and... Uh... No, yeah, I get it on Italian herb and cheese bread. Yeah, Italian herb and cheese bread. And... I used to always go to Subway, whether it would be me and a group of other guys who would go to Subway and we'd get that sandwich. And of course, I would also go to other places as well. There's a Domino's right there. There's a Mike's Donuts shop. But for me, it was always Subway. Even sometimes in the wintertime, if I was really hungry, I would go up there in the cold just to get my sub, just to get my chicken pizziola. Gotta slow down a little bit because I'm stuttering a little bit. <laughs> but... It brought back some good memories, and because for the most part in high school, I was picked on a lot. I was bullied, and I was bullied in New Mission, and, you know, I got into a lot of fights. I got, you know, detention and, and stuff. Of course, my mom always stood up for me because she knew that, um, you know, in my years at that time, I had been transferred to um, to a lot of schools. Well, I, I was transferred in middle school in sixth grade, and then in ninth grade, after my ninth grade year, I was um, transferred from West Roxbury to Hyde Park High, and then I transferred to New Mission, all because I was bullied. And because I was bullied a lot you know I transferred and I eventually transferred out of new mission because once again I was bullied but um, 
But I also remember the good times, and one of the good times was going out to uh, to eat. Yeah, that was the thing. You know, uh, you could go out to eat uh, on your lunch break, and that was one of the joys I really loved. Um, you know, of being in high school, and also I did that when I. Went to ACC, another course of college, which is in Brighton, and is also across the street from Brighton High. And actually, the f the food selection was actually a lot better because there was a 24-hour store, which has now become a 7-Eleven. I think it, yeah, I think it now is a 7-Eleven. And then there was always a Kentucky Fried Chicken. And of course, I would always go to Kentucky Fried Chicken because the food was cheap. You know, I love their popcorn chicken and their chicken sandwiches. And then also there was a diner there where they had pizza. And actually, um, when I met one of my uh, high school crushes, um, when we first met, I took her out for pizza. And we got to know each other. And, you know, I fell in love with her um, on that day. And... Also, Burger King. There was also Burger King as well. And, you know, I'd always get a quad stacker when I would go to Burger King. And also, uh, I don't think the chicken fries had come out yet at that time. Yeah, I don't think chicken fries had come out yet. No way, I think they did. I think they did come out at that time. But uh, nevertheless, you know, I, that's what I liked the most about my time in high school. You know, I liked going out to eat. And... Of course, I can't eat as much now because I'm trying to lose weight. But the point is, is that you have to remember, you know, some of the good times. And, you know, yeah, I still get flashbacks. I still get nightmares from time to time about my time in, in middle school and high school getting picked on. But it does seem to be going down a bit. In fact, actually... Uh, years ago, before the pandemic, I visited Grover Cleveland uh, Middle School. Well, it used to be Grover Cleveland Middle School. Now it is just an after-school uh, program. You know, it's a community center. And, you know, twice I went back there, and I remember walking through, um, you know, the hallways of what used to be my school. And, you know, and, you know, there's a JR, you know, there's a, J-R-O-T-C group there and you know there's still a basketball gym and you know you just I mean going through through the hallways you know it just seems so small you know the I mean well not the place but the pain you know the pain just felt a little smaller and I left with a sense of you know what I need to let the past go and it's hard to leave the past go, you know, and it does affect, you know, your mental health because, um, you know, because it's something that's tragic. It's something that, um, well, in my case, it happened to me as a kid. And, um, and there are times when I still feel like, you know, when something unfair happens, I still feel like I'm that little kid that doesn't have a voice and, he can't speak up for himself, or when he tries to speak up for himself, he gets in trouble. But 
at the same time, I've learned um, how to better deal with it. I've learned, um, you know, I've learned how to cope with it. And I'm still a work in progress, as is everyone. And, you know, I'm not perfect. I never have and I never will be. You know, because also at that time I was undiagnosed with Asperger's and I didn't get diagnosed until I was 16. And that was when I was ever at uh, High Park High. But, you know, I try. I really do try. And I think that's what we all uh, strive to do in this life. We all try our best. And to use a quote from my brother's favorite basketball player, Michael Jordan, I can accept failure, but what I cannot accept is not trying. And no, that is not going to be used for, um, well, actually, yeah, it's going to be used for food for thought. Yeah, it is going to be used for food for thought, and uh, that's going to come about later. But now... To move on to our next segment, we are going to get into some more readings from Haga Curry. Yep. The, the Way of the Samurai. And I'm going to sip a little more kombucha and I'll be right back. To give a person's one's opinion and correct his faults is an important thing. It is compassionate and comes first in matters of service. But the way of doing this is extremely difficult. To discover the good and bad points of a person is an easy thing. And to give an opinion concerning them is easy too. For the most part, people think that they are being kind by saying the things that others find distasteful are difficult to say. But if it is not received well, they think that there is nothing more to be done. This is completely worthless. It is the same as bringing shame to a person by slandering him. It is nothing more than getting it off one's chest. To give a person an opinion one must first judge well whether that person is of the, the, the disposition to receive it or not. One must become close with him and make sure that he continually trusts one's word. Approaching subjects that are dear to him, seek the best way to speak and to be well understood. Judge the occasion and determine whether it is better by letter or at the time of leave taking. Praise his good points and use every device to encourage him. Perhaps by talking about one's faults without touching on his, but so that they will occur to him. Having received this, in the way that a man would drink water when his throat is dry. And it will be an opinion that will correct faults. This is extremely difficult. 
If a person's fault is a habit of some years prior, by and large, it won't be remedied. I have had this experience myself. To be intimate with all of one's comrades, correcting each other's faults, and being of one mind to be of use to the master is the great compassion of a retainer. By bringing shame to a person, how can one expect to make him a better man? It is bad taste to yawn in front of people. No shit. <laughs> when one unexpectedly has to yawn, if he rubs his forehead in an upward direction, the sensation will stop. If that does not work, he can lick his lips while keeping his mouth closed, or simply hide it with his hand or his sleeve in such a way that no one will know what he is doing. It is a sin with sneezing. One will appear foolish. There are other things besides these about which a person should use care and training. When a certain person was saying that present matters of economy should be detailed, someone replied that this is not good at all. It is a fact that fish will not live where the water is too clear. But if there is duckweed or something, the fish will hide under its shadow and thrive. Thus, the lower classes will live in tranquility if certain matters are a bit overlooked or left unheard. This fact should be understood with regard to people's conduct. Once when Lord Mitsugishi was a little boy and was supposed to recite from a copy book for the priest Kayon, he called the other children in acolytes and said, Please come here and listen. It's difficult to read if there are hardly any people listening. The priest was impressed and said to, his, to the acolytes, That's the spirit in which to do everything. Every morning, one should first do reverence to his master and parents, and then to his Patreon deities and guardian Buddha. If he will only make his master first in importance, his parents will rejoice, and the gods and Buddhas will give their assent. For a warrior, there is nothing other than thinking of his master. If one creates this resolution within himself, he will always be mindful of the master's person. It will not depart from him even for a moment. Moreover, a woman should consider her husband first, just as he considers his master first. According to a certain person, a number of years ago, the late Mets Metsugama Kayoen told this story. In the practice of medicine, there is a differentiation of treatment according to the yin and the yang of men and women. 
there is also a difference in pulse. In the last 50 years, however, men's pulse has become the same as women's. Noticing this, in the treatment of eye disease, I applied women's treatment to men and found it suitable. When I observed the application of men's treatment to men, there was no result. Thus, I knew that men's spirit had weakened and that they had become the same as women. And the end of the world had come. Since I witnessed this with certainty, I kept it a secret. When looking at the men of today with this in mind, those who could be thought to have a woman's pulse are many indeed, and those who seem like real men few, because oh, sorry, because of this, if one were to make a little effort, he would be able to take the upper hand quite easily. That there are few men who are able to cut well and beheadings is further proof that men's courage has waned. And when one comes to speak of Kaishaku, it has become an age of men who are prudent and clever at making excuses. Forty or fifty years ago, when such things as Watanuki were considered manly, a man wouldn't show an unscarred thigh to his fellows, so he would pierce it himself. All of man's work is a bloody business. That fact today is considered foolish. Affairs are finished cleverly with words alone, and jobs that require effort are avoided. I would like young men to have some understanding of this. The priest Tannen used to say, people come to no understanding because priests teach only the doctrine of no mind. What is called no mind is a mind that is pure and lacks complication. This is interesting. Lord Sanori said, in the midst of a single breath, where perversity cannot be held, is the way. If so, then the way is one. But there is no one who can understand this clarity at first. Purity is something that cannot be attained except by piling effort upon effort. There is nothing that we should be quite so grateful for as the last line of the poem that goes, when your own heart asks. It can probably be thought of in the same way as a nabutsu, and previously it was on the lips of many people. Recently, people who are called clever adorn themselves with superficial wisdom and only deceive others. For this reason, they are inferior to dull-witted folk. A dull-witted person is direct. If one looks deeply into his heart with the above phrase, there will be no hidden places. It is a good examiner. One should be of the 
mind that meeting this examiner, he will not be embarrassed. The word Jen means illusion or apparition. In India, a man who uses conjury is called Genjutsushi, a master of illusion technique. Everything in this world is but a marionette show. Thus, we use the word Jen. And I'm going to end it there, and we're going to get on to some food for thought. Now for our food for thought. The food for thought, as I mentioned before, the quote from Michael Jordan, I can accept failure, but what I cannot accept is not trying. And the thing is, the word try, I mean, we were told as kids, you know, we always hear, you know, try your best or try it. You might like it, you know, when it comes to food. That's what I used to hear. <laughs> but nowadays, you know, it's almost like this military type attitude towards it. It's like, don't try, just do it. It's like, well, how can I just do it if I don't, if I don't know anything, okay, I'm not skilled at something, then I have to try. That's where the word try is. It's like, okay, I can't just do it just like that. Well, then guess what? I have to learn it. Then once I learn it, then I can do it. And how do I learn it? By trying it. And some situations you can apply that attitude of don't try, just do. But for the most part, things in life are done just by trying. You try new food. You try meeting new people. You try out new music. You try out clothes. You know, life is effort. You know, life is trying. And me in life, I always try my best. You know, I don't, I may not always get everything right, but I damn sure bust my ass when I do it. You know, I bust my ass when I try. And also that's uh, my mom upstairs. She just came from um, shopping. <laughs> but yeah, life is is effort life is trying and we all have to try and yes i know the old star wars saying do or do not there is no trying well you know what that may work on the battlefield but in real life like real life situations that does not apply it doesn't apply you have to try you know just like when the kid you know, when he's in gym class and, you know, he's, you know, he's uh, in gym class and he's climbing up the rope and he can't seem to do it. You know, it looks impossible, but it's like, look, you have to try. Yes, it's going to be brutal. It's humiliating, you know, because you're doing something that you've never done before. But at the end of the day, whether you fail or succeed, just know that you tried. And knowing that you tried it, you know, that in itself is an accomplishment. 
and also to use a quote from from one of my favorite TV shows, Rick and Morty. Life is effort, and I'll stop when I die. Because that's all life is. Life is effort. That's all it pretty much is. It is effort. You know, if you put your effort into something, even if you don't succeed, knowing that you tried it, knowing that you got out of your comfort zone, knowing that you did your best, or I should say tried your best, that in itself is an accomplishment. And you know what? We're all not good at at every little thing. You know, everybody's not an A student. Everybody can't dribble a basketball. Everybody can't tell a joke. Everybody can't rap or dance. But there's some other stuff that we are good at. And we have to focus more on that, more on the stuff that we are good at. Yeah, once in a while, we have to try new things, get out of our comfort zone, just like I I did this Sunday when I was meeting uh, new people at my writing group. You know, I got to meet some new people, maybe a potential girl, but I did that by trying. And that's all you can do in this life, is just try, because that's all what we're doing in this world. We're all just trying, trying to be better husbands, trying to be better fathers, trying to be better mothers, trying to be better people, period. And that's all we can do. And now I'm going to get off that soapbox and I'm going to be doing now a get your shit together segment. And this one is for the man who is responsible for the recognized most sig blah, let me try that again. Uh, the recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Dear Vince McMahon, what the absolute fuck? We know lately your handling of WWE hasn't been good since 2009, but in the last three years, you have let go promising talent, forced ratings to drop on Monday Night Raw, ruined what was supposed to be a third brand, and have caused some of your loyal fans to watch AEW. Yes, you are indeed the Walt Disney of pro wrestling. And you are responsible for some of the biggest names in the industry. But now, your company is a shell of its former self that is at best a good promotion. True, your profits are up and continue to make billions upon billions of dollars. But it's only because of your company's hands in different venues, not because of the quality of your shows. Monday Night Raw is terrible. SmackDown is hit and miss. And NXT is now just a developmental brand that you continue to destroy. Now, 
as a diehard wrestling fan, I do not just offer criticisms, but solutions. Number one, stop with the sports entertainment. The genre is entertainment, but the name on the marquee is wrestling. You have wrestlers and wrestling boots and wrestling gear and in a wrestling ring. Stop trying to disguise yourself as a Disney show or the Harlem Globetrotters. You are wrestling. And wrestling fans who are watching a wrestling show want to see wrestlers wrestle. Number two, leave NXT alone. Your handling of NXT since the brief yet memorable Wednesday night wars has been a disaster. The changing of the logo is great, but your handling of talent has not been great. Due to budget cuts, you have gotten rid of talent before they can reach the main roster, and the ones you have called up, you micromanage them by changing their identity, changing their names, and not building up to main event status. Focus more on the talent you do have on the main roster, and let Triple H come back to NXT. Number three, find a happy medium for your fans. Yes, it is not the Attitude Era anymore, and society has changed. However, that is no excuse for wrestlers having bland personalities and storylines that are as dry as an 80-year-old's pussy. For hardcore matches on pay-per-view, you can have blood and guts, and you can also have bra and penny matches while still watching real women's wrestling, and at the same time, still appeal to the children you marketed to. Promotions like Impact, WOW, and AEW have done it, and so can you. This is a wrestling show, not a teen show on the Disney Plus app. And finally, stay out of the ring for good. There's no doubt you are the worst at taking a Stone Cold Stunner, but WrestleMania 38 was an abomination. You make your first stunner look like a masterpiece. You're in your late 60s and Father Time has caught up with you. It happens. Do us all a favor. Only come out to make announcements and induction speeches at the Hall of Fame. Get your shit together, Matthew Burris. Oh, MPS. If you're going to cut wrestlers from your company, cut the ones who need to go. Because there is no excuse for why Keith Lee, Samoa Joe, and Malachi Black are gone, and yet Baron Corbin, Dolph Ziggler, and Bobby Roode are still hired. And that's going to do it for our Mental Health Monday right here on Matt's World. Also, before I go, 
the newest episode of Enter the Bad Cave is up right now. My review of the Punisher's Circle of Blood. Make sure you go listen to that one. And Wednesday, it is Wrestle Talk Wednesday. I will be doing a review of a WWF home video and also be watching a match, a classic wrestling match, and also giving you some wrestling news. Also, for Fun Day Friday, we're going to be talking about music. That's right, we're going to be talking about music, and that's all I'm going to say Say for now. You'll have to tune in and find out. And also, I'll be trying to upload these more in the afternoon than in the evening. So much to do, yet so little time. And that's it. That about does it. And remember, don't have a good day. Have a great day. Bye-bye. You're not going to be doing anything else. Since you taught me from day one, from day one, that nobody is bigger than this business. Nobody. And this is just business. I can't even believe I'm going to say this and believe Vince, this is with all due respect. I am here to inform you that Vince, you are relieved of your duties. <laughs>